What's up, everybody, and welcome to the PPR podcast number 63. This is the Week 9 recap and Week 10 preview show. As always, I'm Chase Isidoro, and today I'm flying solo on this one. So without further ado, let's get started. And as always, we start with Game of the Week. Crawford getting the win on the island, 13-7 over Coronado. Huge for them in the Central League. Almost all but wraps it up. You know, still two more weeks to go. But Crawford improves to 7-1 on the season, and it's really been an impressive season for the Colts. You know, they have really been on a great tear. And, you know, we start looking at these D5 teams now, and there's a lot of them at the top. It seems very top-heavy on that division. You have a 7-1 Crawford, a 7-1 Army-Navy, who had an impressive win over Kearney, which, you know, we know how well Kearney's played this season, so that was great for them. Uh, 6-2 Escondido Charter, who has gotten great wins. 5-2 Vincent Memorial, 6-2 Classical Academy. It's really going to set up for a great D5 playoffs. And, you know, really... I guess the most overlooked division in the whole county has to be D5. We always focus on the top schools, but really those teams are playing some absolutely great ball. Um, the one guy you had to look at, though, was Hamadi Sharif for Crawford. 128 yards rushing, one touchdown, and a, I believe he got the blocked field goal. It was hard to see from the angle, but he looked like he got in there. So at the very least, he was in on the pressure on the blocked field goal. Uh, but I think the best part about him was his sound bite, incredible sound light. You guys can listen to it right now. Man, it feels great, you know. Scrolling through it, Twitter, you see a whole lot of like Crawford down. We always the underdog, so we had to come out and show them who's who, who's really the underdog that who's gonna wake them up, you know. Yeah, you had a bunch of yards on the ground and you scored a touchdown. Uh, what was working for you in the ground game tonight? Shout out to the line, you know what I'm saying? They were doing their job. I couldn't do nothing without them, you know what I'm saying? And Kent Armstrong, beautiful league blocks to get in the end zone with a beautiful screen pass for like 70 yards. It's a team effort. And you guys stay undefeated in league play. Uh, how important is that down the stretch in the season? League, league championship is very important. Like I heard we haven't won in, like, in a while. I'm saying We're not only going for league championship. We're going for a CIF win, state. Hopefully keep going. We're, not, we're trying to play until December. And how about your defense tonight, holding them to seven points? Hey, man, defense full of dogs. I can name all of them. Vance, Tut, AB. You know what I'm saying? I always got money on them. And that was just an incredible, so much emotion coming from Mr. Sharif. And, you know, not emotion to the point where almost of tears, but that emotion of coming off the field after a great win and a great victory. You always love to see that. And, you know, can't wait to see more from Crawford. But now we can move to the East County game of the week, the game that I shot and I was able to um, be a reporter for. Granite Hills 55, Grossmont nothing. It's so much different when you get to see these teams in person compared to watching the, the highlight tape or the, the Raws on the, our YouTube page. That Granite Hills team is very, very good. And they kept saying we're underrated or we're underranked. You guys got to quit doubting us. Our, our rank's too low. We're, we're underhyped. I think I might agree on that. Um, their offense is so dynamic because they go for Parlin Sanders on one drive, then they go to Nico Tomasello on the next drive, and their weapons on the wide receiver front and the running back front, they're so good at switching it up, not leaning on one guy and making it so hard to know where the ball's going to go next. And the defense and the game in the trenches, O-line and D-line for that Granite Hills, they really impressed me to the point where now I'm starting to think, can they actually go up against a Helix? Can they take down a Helix team? We've seen them in close games. You know, week ones are always so tough because you never really know. And you never really know how that team's going to go later down the line. They had Poway up at halftime. They lost it late but they very much could have beaten Madison if it wasn't for that fourth down stop. 
I think this Granite Hills team, obviously Helix is going to be a behemoth to try to beat, but they're right there with them. And I don't think it's a f that far of a stretch to say that they can't play with them and at least be in the game to later in the game. Maybe they lose it late, maybe they win it late. But I, I have full confidence in the Eagles at this point that they are on that level as one of the top teams in San Diego after what I saw at Granite Hills. And really, what they've done all season. But outside of those two losses, I mean, they haven't surrendered 10 points to anybody. They've been blowing out everybody like they are a top team, and so we need to look at them that way. Now we go to the South Bay game of the week and kind of a similar situation here. Modern Day 47, Otay Ranch, nothing. Modern Day has outscored opponents 177 to nothing in their last four games. It's really what we saw from Modern Day last year as well. They really know how to dominate down in the South Bay. Um, I want to know, though, and I want to hear from you guys, on our Twitter page when we post this uh, podcast or if you're just listening on the audio file, go to Twitter, go to the YouTube page and watch the podcast there. Go in the comment section and let me know. How do you guys feel about Modern Day? Because we kind of expected them to do this in the South Bay. Their games, you know, they lost a close one to Carlsbad that they probably could have had a better game against Cathedral if it wasn't too sloppy. And really the only bad one was the blowout to Lincoln. But besides that, they still have probably the most talented roster in this county or at least among the most talented roster in this county and they continue to perform to an excellent level uh, it was really big for our seniors we have a lot of seniors uh, it was really important for all of us to get reps and all of us just to show out and show that we can still play against these uh, top tier teams defense we're getting back to us man we're starting to we're starting to play with each other you know we're starting to gain our confidence back and uh yeah we're just we're just playing game by game ready to win league and, and head into playoffs i'm not so sure that I just written them off yet. I think once they get back into the D1 playoffs with all the momentum they're going to have from this stretch run, they're going to be a real force. And I could see them going on to win the CIF title, especially now how the open division's looking like it's going to shape up. Cathedral might not make it. If, could you imagine another rematch between those two? I think it would be a phenomenal game between those two. Um, but I, I have full confidence in modern day. They look so much better. Eastlake's playing well um, of late as well, so we get that final game. Um, I don't know if Modern Day is going to surrender a single point to either of the two teams they face down the stretch run. They look phenomenal, and I, I want to see more from the Crusaders as they head into the playoffs. Uh, but now we go to the Saturday night game. University City, 13, Point Loma, 7. Huge matchup for the City League title. It's not wrapped up yet. It will probably be wrapped up this weekend. We'll have to see. But um, the one we've been anticipating the most and kind of sensing a trend. When we see these teams blow out like schools or not blow out, maybe high scoring games against teams with better offenses. Once they've played the teams that are on their same level, they're very low scoring. We saw it with Granite Hills Madison. We're seeing it here with University City Point Loma. And the one thing we talked about with UC was their defense had to show up had to show up if they wanted any chance in this game because you couldn't let Point Loma's defense play to the level that we know they can play at while their offense run riot. So UC's defense did show up, especially Tay Boogie Lockett with the interception that led to the game-winning score by LaDainian Lawrence. UC has proved now that they are obviously the best team in the City League, I'd have to say, um, but really a force that they're probably going to go on and win a CIF title this year or at least be in the championship game. I kind of fully believe that. I'm all in on this UC team. They're, they're so talented everywhere, and you can just name off players left and right, and it's just you can't believe how many good players they have, especially Drake Garner, uh, Daly, Dawson, obviously Sam Cooper. Um, and it's just such a good team. Tote Harris. I, I really want to see where the Centurions can go. I think it's really as far as they can take themselves. Um, it's really open for them now to go on and win a CIF title. And I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they go beyond that, honestly. But uh, now we move to our top 10 right now. 
Number one, I still have Lincoln. Number two, still have Madison. Three is Carlsbad for me. Cathedral at number four. Helix at number five. Poway at number six. No movement there. Then I have Modern Day moving up to number seven. Granite Hills, I have leaping from number 10 to number eight. I was that impressed with them. They are just above El Camino for me. And I, to be quite honest, if I saw those two teams play, they'd be a really great game, especially how, how well they both play in the trenches. Um, and then LCC coming in at number 10. Point Loma falls out of my top 10 for right now. Mission Hills and UC are now on, just on the outside looking in. You know, these, these teams are really starting to shape up for a great stretch run. I'd say Granite Hills, you know, because most of these teams are D1 teams on this list. Granite Hills has really shown that they might be able to play at that level next year. Um, but as of right now, mostly chalk, but I think Modern Day deserves to move up, and so do Granite Hills. Now we preview for games of the week for week 10. We start off with the game of the week, 3-5 and five Cathedral Catholic at 3-6 and six St. Augustine for the Holy Bowl. It's really the fall classic for here in San Diego high school football. Um, you know, I've always grown up wanting to go to these games. It was so much family-oriented for me because I had uh, family go to both schools. Um, so this was always the big game for us. And it's so hard to decipher because Cathedral has been the better team of these last couple of years. But the St. Augustine team, I, you know, I think they could catch fire here. Uh, you know, it, it would be a shock if they beat Cathedral. It really would because that Cathedral defense is absolutely ridiculous. But that Saints team does have talent, and we've seen them put up good performances against other schools at times. And this is one of those games, too, where anything can happen. It's the rivalry aspect of it can make it so Saints can win this game. Although I'm going to roll with my Dons, as always. Uh, I expect them to win, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's by a good margin just because of how young Saints is. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if Saints put up a good fight. They got a good squad. Um, and now we move on to our Jersey Mike City game of the week. Four and four Christian at five and three La Jolla. Some of you might not have seen it. Christian upset Mir Mesa this Saturday with a 21 to 20 win off the back of Aaron Shablowski, the quarterback, 271 total yards, two touchdowns, and wide receiver Hunter Providence, five receptions for 146 yards and a touchdown. Taking down that Mir Mesa team is huge. I've, I've been big on that Mir Mesa team this whole year. And really, that's what we've seen from Christian. Sometimes it's like, okay, good squad. Other times it's like, wow, they're putting up a, a great performance and they could seem like they could beat anybody on any, any given day. However, this La Jolla team, I love their offense. I love Deal. I love Scully. I, I, think they're, I think they might be just a little bit too much for Christian, but it's hard to say that now with Christian coming off the back of that Mira Mesa win. Um, but I would, I would think I would lean more towards La Jolla winning this one. Um, and I think it's going to be for the Eastern League here now. Um, I think it's... I think it would be hard not to pick the Vikings in this one. So I think that's where I'm going to lead. But obviously, huge matchup coming up for them. Then we go to our El Cajon Ford East County game of the week. 6-2 West Hills at 3-5 Santana. Big matchup for the Grossmont Valley League. West Hills looking to go and win that league um, with El Cap on the final day. Santana, though, right in that mix. They've lost a close one against El Cap, 7-0. But they're, they're right in the mix for uh, to be in there. They have... Uh, West Hills and then El Cajon Valley at the end. West Hills uh, has Santana and then El Cap. So really this will be the tail sign of what the final week will be for this league. Um, huge one. West Hills on the road. Like I said, I always like them at home. Um, we'll have to see how Santana plays. They've been on a good stretch since a, kind of a rough start to the season. So, you know, I think the Sultans could very well be in that one. But we all know how good West Hills plays. Now we go to National City Mile Car South Bay Game of the Week. 2-6 Benita Vista at 4-4 four four Modern Day Catholic. I'm sorry, Benita, but um, I, I want to see points first 
because that's what modern day has done to everybody is allow no points to go go past them in the last four games I'm kind of thinking a similar thing is going to happen here. And modern day seems up to that task. I think that's kind of on their chalkboard is make sure nobody scores on us. Um, I, I would expect modern day kind of have another blowout performance here, especially because, you know, they didn't have the greatest start to the season. Now they're, they're, they're looking at every single one of these games. It's not like, oh, take it easy or anything. They, they want to prove themselves before they go into the playoffs and gain as much momentum as they can. I would kind of expect another blowout here by modern day. Um, North County game of the week, 7-1 Carlsbad at 5-3 La Costa Canyon. Huge game for the Avocado. Carlsbad can lock up the Avocado League with this win. And we've seen this La Costa Canyon team be very good at times. You know, kind of be shockingly good against some teams as well. It's going to be tough to beat this Carlsbad team. But Carlsbad has gone through the ringer as far as it goes in the Avocado. They, you know, they've proven themselves time and time again that they can play up to this level. I would expect Carlsbad to get the win here, but you know we also saw at times where they played a close game against El Camino. I think you could see something similar. I don't know if LCC has that type of guys in the front seven to cause that kind of uh, havoc against them, but LCC, we know they're up for the task, especially on the offensive side. Uh, but I, would, I think I'm going to lean towards the Lancers in this one to lock up the Avocado League. We go to the Pigskin Idol game. Shout out Mike Milburn. 6-2 uh, and two UC at 5-3 and three Morse. We had basically the City League title going this last Saturday for uh, UC and Point Loma, but it didn't wrap it up because Morse is right there and they can really throw a wrench into the mix if they can beat this UC team. It's a little bit different. We saw UC's defense come to the forefront. Morse's defense really hasn't been there all year. However, that Morse offense can put up points at a ridiculous pace. I would not be surprised if we see something similar to the Bishops game um, with UC where this is a high-scoring affair. I think UC's defense, though, is probably playing at a, a better level now than they were at any point in the season. So they might make it a little bit more difficult for Morse to hang with them. And we all know UC can put up points at a ridiculous rate as well. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Morse stays right there with them. We've seen them be able to put up points with anybody. I think I'm going to go Centurions on this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers are in this one. They have so much good talent on that offensive side. Logan, uh, Wright, Mosty. They, they really can't play with anybody, but I think UC's defense makes the difference in this one. Um, and really, for my final words here, got to give a shout-out to Rancho Bernardo, keeping their Rotary Bowl win streak alive at nine in a row after a huge 17-16 victory over Mount Carmel. Rotary Bowl doesn't get talked about enough. It's a great rivalry. I was there for it last year. You get to see both teams come out on both sides for their, their fan bases, and they really take it seriously. And a great comeback win for Rancho Bernardo, you know, Really not the greatest year for them, but they have had their moments, and it's always good to see them, you know, pick up a win in this rivalry game. You know, I was surprised it was at nine in a row. Um, I guess even more impressive these last two years with how good Mount Carmel has been. Uh, but really, shout out to the Broncos. They, they had a great performance in this one. But that will do it for us here. And uh, tune in tomorrow for PPI or podcast number 64 with Paul and Burt.